Camp Bulletin! If you'd like more from Camp, we'll now be posting bonus episodes on Patreon. And if you'd like to represent Camp, I've created some fantastic designs for t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, bunch of stuff, all available now on TeePublic. There's kick-ass Hocus Pocus merch, super classic stuff that looks like it came from a real camp store. My personal favorites are a 90s-style marathon t-shirt I made for a Halloween fun run at camp, like something your mom would work out in, and the 80s-style Desert of Maine design of my dreams I had to make real. I'll continue to add designs for different seasons and show references, so check back often. If you have a ghost story you'd like to share, please email us at letterstocamp at gmail.com. And finally, if you have a minute, throw a rating and a review our way. Alright campers, head to the campfire. It's time for the show. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Campbell. Today's no different as we near, as we near All Hallows Eve. The happiest time of the year. I'm so ashamed. I watched Deck the Halls yesterday. I'm getting in the Christmas spirit a little bit too mentally. (laughs) I'm already putting myself there. so ashamed i don't know i well the thing is is that i save halloween movies they're like sacred like i don't Mm -hmm. like spend them easily but when i'm like feeling sad or anxious or something and i'm like i just want something kind of stupid and christmassy there's like oh we've got buckets we've got buckets of movies you can watch that are the amount dumb and christmassy the the christmas (laughs) cranks of the world are just oh numerous (laughs) numerous <laughs> and now the vanessa hudgens specifically ones just are uncountable <laughs> have you seen any of those all of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but we can't start talking about christmas yet Not even yet. though I, I i i love all holidays i love all reasons for people to gather and make a specific themed food yeah. item you know like totally that's I'm, i love fanfare yeah i'm not like a halloween exclusive i I'm not an Easter fan. I don't love pastels and chicks. I'm playing fast and loose with Easter. I'm tr- <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to make it apply to my life. <laughs> I want to love it. It's so crazy when you think about decorating your home with eggs. Fertility symbols. <laughs> it is very pagan. You don't even really have to change anything about it to make it pagan. It's It's already there. <laughs> Luckily, but it's Halloween now. Luckily, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Halloween has very specific parameters that we feel comfortable exploring. <laughs> I understand and I know it. I love it. Exactly. We don't have to adapt it to our interests. It's already Truly. frowned upon by Christians. Okay. Are you ready to be spooked? Yeah, I think I am. So last time I did an episode, I said I was taking us on a road trip. Oh, yeah. So our second stop is in Iowa. Okay. (laughs) Cedar Falls, Iowa. And when you look up Iowa and Illinois, because those were the two bordering states I wanted to find a story in. Mm -hmm. When you look up those states and ghost shows, Uh specifically on Travel Channel, 
it's all ghost adventures because Zach Bagans will not fly anymore. And he's from <gasps> Illinois. So those are the the states that he will road trip to for ghost stories. So he's cornered the market. Wow. Wild. So I guess they're just like looking under every corner, un- yeah. under every rock, asking, under is, every is this haunted? <laughs> and his answer is always, yes, ma'am, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not want to do ghost adventures. So I found a Dead Files episode in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and it's totally lovely. We've got Amy Allen and Steve Deshavi. The whole premise of the show, if you haven't seen it, is they do their separate thing. Amy Allen is a medium. She goes through the house. She gets the vibes. She sees the ghosts. Steve, ex-Marine, he does the research. He talks to the people. They come together. He's a former New York City police officer. (laughs) They love to show his ring off. Oh yeah, he's, I think he's every got episode tattoos, I've seen is he's a got ring rings. Scene. He's extremely proud of the institutions that he has been a part of in the past. I'm obsessed with it. So this is going to go back and forth between Amy and Steve, and we're going to go through what is going on. Yes, in so this we get fall we get a house. medium's perspective, and we get like a, a former homicide the detective logical. perspective yeah. as they both look into the house and then they compare notes at the end. Totally. With the family, too. My favorite part is the artist's rendition when Amy's like, this is what I see. And it's never good. No, it never never is. I'm going to start taking photos every time I watch an episode of the artist's renditions. And I'm going (laughs) to get them together. Maybe make like a Halloween banner out of it because they're just too good. And I did take a picture of this episode's picture. I will send it to you. I almost peed my fucking pants. It was so funny. When it becomes relevant. This is snotty, <laughs> but I am an artist, so I'm allowed to be, mm-hmm. to get out the snoot every once in a while. <laughs> um, but it is always fascinating. She's like, it's like a dark figure. It's like standing over a bed and there's like a woman and she's screaming. And then it like shows, it's just like a scritchy, scratchy drawing. And she, he's like, is this what you saw? And she's like, absolutely. <gasps> yes! That's it. And then the fucked up thing is, because the drawings are usually quite sketchy, I'll say. Adolescently sketchy. Um, adolescent is brutal. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't take it back. <laughs> um, because they're often loose. Uh, it only terrifies the people who see them more because they look yeah. more like fucked up. It doesn't look like a missing person sketch. I will say when you see this one, you'll you'll be a, you'll understand the adolescent comment. I I give no leeway to this drawing. Okay, I I your feelings must be strong and they must be justified. <laughs> Very strong. All right, so take me to take me to Iowa. Okay, we're in Iowa and. A woman is calling Amy and Steve. Her name's Stacy. Or her family is falling apart. Her marriage is in disarray. She says it won't survive this house. She thinks that her family can't get together. They can't not fight because of the home they're in. She believes it's paranormal in source. So we've got Amy starting it off. She's with the cameraman at the property. She walks onto the yard it's a snowy night and she immediately senses a four or five year old little girl with a eight to nine year old boy and for some reason there's also an older man she gets the feeling that he's got dementia or some sort of issue like that and she thinks that they're a family and there's something about accidents happening that's a big problem and the cameraman that she's walking around with is her ex. 
Yeah. This show is complicated. It's so good. <laughs> there are undercurrents. <laughs> there are relationships. Uh, this is why you can't Wikipedia shows. You just like learn too much. You're like, and her ex-husband, who is the host at Cameraman. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that guy? So now we're with Steve. He's talking with Stacy, the woman who called him in. Um, she's going into how the family essentially hates each other. There's Stacy, there's her husband, um, Bernie, and they've got two children, Jacob and Michaela. Um, she's talking about the dynamic and how just totally toxic it is. They've lived in the house for a total of 10 years, so it's been a long time of issues. And when you're in the house and you look out of the windows, you can see the cemetery that is right next to their home. Damn. So not ideal. Um, their daughter, Michaela, had just moved out. She's 22 years old. And it seems like her relationship is already getting much better with the family because she has left the house. Unfortunately, the son, Jacob, things are getting worse with him. He's becoming withdrawn. He doesn't talk to them like he used to. They don't recognize him, which Steve does bring up a lot. I mean... These are growing teenagers. They might just be changing, getting angsty. Maybe you're fighting with your husband because the marriage isn't working. Like, we can't just blame everything on the paranormal. You know, it's not unusual for a 16-year-old guy to go play Game Boy alone in his room. You know, my little guy, you know, he does that. He plays that, uh, the roller coaster game. And at first I was like, you know, we're losing him. Pam, but you know, kids, they go through these phases. They come out eventually. They get bored of building roller coasters. <laughs> I never will. (laughs) She even talks about how she fought so severely with her daughter. And she said that she often wanted to strangle her daughter when they would fight. And he's like, that's your your flesh and blood. That's your daughter. You saying that about her? That's serious. She came right out of you. And you want to take the life right out of her. I love him so much. That's crazy. I'm like, wow, you're just admitting this shit. Like, and she very honest. She must think that this is all like clear signs of paranormal activity. She is very confident, and she'll get into a little more of the stuff that seems more paranormal. But I think if she doesn't believe it's paranormal, then she has to come to terms with the fact that her marriage isn't working. Her kids hate her. She wants to kill people. Oi. You know. That's a lot to process, so we're just going to say ghosts. Mm. (laughs) Tell me more about these demons. (laughs) Uh. We're back to Amy. She's walking in the house. She still feels this family presence. She feels someone is watching TV. And that that little girl that she saw earlier has a big emotional toll on herself. She's upset. She's not doing good. And the dementia older man is emotionally all over the place. So she feels immediately a very toxic, strange situation. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to walk through the house. We're going to be with Steve and Stacy, and she's going to talk about different rooms and experiences she's had. And then we're going to go to Amy and she's going to be in those rooms separately, different day going through what she's seeing. So in the living room, Stacy has been sitting on the couch before and she gets scratched. And Steve, of course... How do you know it wasn't your own nails? Just very logical, simple questions. And she has an explanation for everything, whether or not he believes it or not. I was wearing mittens at the time. She said that she often will hear the voices of her children when they're not in the house at all. And she feels like she's being toyed with. And she gets very emotional. 
it it's very the vibe of someone who's been harassed or possessed by something for a long time and it's just at their breaking point you know Jesus. um we've got amy in the main bedroom she says that that main bedroom feels like it's for that older person maybe that dementia person that they're pissed off at the kids being rowdy in another room that the girl probably throws things and has temper tantrums for attention because she's got so much going on emotionally doesn't know how to express herself and this is the ghost girl yes ghost girl dementia man and this like eight-year-old boy that we don't end up hearing a lot about got it um and in the bedroom for stacy that's where we hear about the proclaimed the man she sees a tall shadow in this bedroom that torments her she says it watches her sleep it's always watching her it knows that she sees it it gets off on that it follows her it watches her when she's in compromising situations like changing, going to the bathroom, showering. Oh god. Uh shadow people f- are shadow people. Not man. ideal to deal nope. with. They don't have a cool backstory <laughs> and it's hard to get rid of them. They are not my favorite ghosts. <laughs> Which is Amy's forte. Uh, a spooky thing that's hard to get yeah, rid of. She's like, join a support group. Yeah. Okay. Because you're <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Call a shaman of this lesser known tribe. <laughs> the yellow pages should be able to help you. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so she calls the shadow spirit the man. And Steve asked what she thinks the man's end game is. And she said, for me to become the victim of him. Like, to die whatever he wants from me. He just wants me to succumb to him. Mm. So... Amy's taking some more time in this bedroom. She gets the sense of a dead person, a shadow person. He's male, always around at inappropriate times. He gets off on the violation of boundaries is how she phrased it. He knows they see him and she calls him a stalker guy. If I had a ghost that would like watch me put on pantyhose, (laughs) that is the most violating... (laughs) If, yeah, if a ghost saw me put on my Doc Martens, they definitely stop haunting me. Because I wear these jelly heel protectors. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> Don't watch me put on tights. I'd rather you see me naked than me put on tights. So Steve's talking with Michaela, that 22-year-old daughter who moved out, getting a feel on what her experience in the house was like. She definitely believes I thought that one of the kids was going to say the mom's a crazy bitch and it's not haunted. I fully was expecting that, but that's just not the case. I was also expecting that. Her mom's just traumatized and she won't handle her shit. And it's like totally punk. She's got like short hair. She's got the eyebrow slit, face piercings. Fuck yes. So I thought she was going to be like, no, my mom's just psycho. No, she says the energy of the house is the reason that all this is happening. Damn. She's experienced severe mood changes. She throws things. She was never violent before. She says that she's seen the shadow man watching them. (gasps) It's creepy. It's always, always watching. And she would, a couple times she had woken up to bruising on her ankles and legs. And that's not from your uh, Doc Martens? It's not from any kind of funky shoe? 
No? Okay. He did ask her if she had nightmares, and that's why she had bruises on her ankles. You hike? Like, you and your freaky no. friends, you hike? <laughs> no? Okay. You got a little dog ram up against your ankles? I had a little dog. He went right for my ankles for years. That's exactly what it's like, though. Your Steve is on point. Thank you. <laughs> so one night, she woke up to the feeling of a cold hand grabbing her foot. So now she's feeling the manifestation of this shadow man. And she was, of course, terrified because she feels targeted. It's making itself very known. Um, And it's so sad. She was telling Steve, I always thought my dad hated me. And I got out of the house and our relationship has been so much better. It was just the house. Like, I thought my family and I were doomed. Um, And she, all of them say they love their family they're sorry for their behavior. They don't want it to be that way. They just want to get rid of it and end it. Which is the really nice, touching, sad bit that every single person in this house... I was ready to blame the mom or the dad, and I can't. Honestly, even if there is no paranormal activity, it seems like they're all so bought in that this would probably be a pretty effective placebo if they just moved. Yes. Yes. They say that anytime they leave the house together, they're totally fine vacation grocery trip just move i would just buy like I mean, a mobile home or like an airstream trailer yeah. and just be like this is us now get out get out yeah <laughs> we're gonna have a discovery plus show <laughs> i know financials are very difficult but in iowa <sighs> iowa and you've been there 10 years i would start saving and setting goals at least a monthly motel trip <laughs> to get out of there yeah really We've got Amy, and she's in what used to be Michaela's bedroom. She says that she's got the feeling like someone's been touched, like a female foot has been grabbed. She's hearing, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. And she definitely associates this with that stalker guy, shadow person. And then she very briefly walks into the basement. And it was so vile, the energy in that basement. She almost threw up. She said that the rage and hatred had absorbed into the walls, that the energy was just astronomical, and she did not stay in there very long. Oh my god, I relate. It's like when we play the ghost hunting show, the ghost hunting (laughs) game. What's it called again? Phasmophobia. (sighs) When we play Phasmophobia, (laughs) I hate going in the basement. And there was a Ouija board in the basement that one time. Yeah, and we we got our shit rocked. (laughs) Yep. And I'll do it again, too. (laughs) Not the Ouija board, though. (laughs) He does talk, Steve does talk very briefly with the son, Jacob. I think he's 16, 17 years old. He doesn't, he's not in the final interview. He's not involved a lot, I think, because he's a minor. And it doesn't, maybe his family doesn't want him on TV. But um, he says that the mood changes were a huge difference for him. He's a totally different person. It's drastic. And then Steve says, I was a teen once. You do drugs? You do hit? You do clap. You know what butternut is? Go crank. You do batteries. You, do crank it. you know Art Deco. You know Smack Deco. <laughs> this kid's clean. <laughs> and he said he was clean. Let me see your eyes, kid. Look. Look at me. Why are your eyes classy? <laughs> Why are they big? He's clean. <laughs> so we've got Amy and she she's finishing up in the basement and she says she feels this new presence of someone who feels like a monster, like they're afraid that they are 
a monster, they have turned into a monster of a person, <laughs> and that other people can I sense that change deformed. in them. You are, you are deformed. deformed. <laughs> I am ugly. <laughs> I'm suddenly the hunchback, and I think people are noticing. Jeez Louise. (laughs) But this person that's afraid that people can sense the change in them, they're purposefully isolating themselves, they're becoming short-tempered. And she said he would be like the stalker. So I'm getting the vibe that it's a ghost of someone who was also haunted and possessed by the stalker, maybe? What the fuck? Yeah, it's multi-layered. Oh my god. We got an onion The shadow person is like, it's complicated. Shadow grandpa. You wouldn't want to know. I fell (laughs) under a spell. An old woman came to my castle, and I treated her coldly. And then, I was a monster. Get away from me! (laughs) How'd you know it was the beast? On that note, we're going to switch to the husband, Bernie. <laughs> he feels like your typical, like, I've met co-workers' husbands that are this guy. Like, to me, he's a typical Southern, like, he does, he does, like, oil rig work. He works in construction adjacently. This is the vibe I get from him. Mm-hmm. Um, Very straightforward man. He he's talking about some experiences he had and why he thinks this is paranormal outside from not being able to identify why these issues are happening with the family. He says quite often objects will move. He'll put down a pen. He'll put down a coffee cup. Look away. Come back. It's gone. Nobody's in the house with him. Or he knows that people wouldn't mess with him and like make him think that something's happening to his stuff. Um. He also mentioned a very, very concerning few instances where the wife and him would be getting ready for bed and his wife would just go into a trance and start speaking in a foreign language. And he never said which language, so I don't think it's one he can identify. And he had to shake her shoulders. To <laughs> Una poca de gracias para mi para ti. Arriba, arriba. And when she stopped speaking in La Bamba tongue, she, <laughs> she had no recollection <laughs> no. That is so <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it seems like his main thing is whatever's happening in this house is making him incredibly angry. Like he seems like the type of man who before would probably be angry, internalize it, have a Miller light. <laughs> he's a man watch he's a, a man cave guy. He's a man cave kind of guy. He he knows whatever's happening is not like him. Uh, Steve did ask him if he was doing juice. You roid? You big guy, you roid? He said he would go off over nothing. Like there'd be an empty can in the fridge and he'd just rage. Throw is things, there, like, yell. like a gas leak in their house? Like did they ever talk about it? Did they get like a paranormal home, in- home inspector in? No, that's a different show. <sighs> well, Taps would <laughs> check it out. I've been watching the original Ghost Hunters and those guys are working plumbers and they always say you'd be surprised how often you know the problem is plumbing and they literally like they're in there they're like well we noticed your copper pipes were jangling around so we went ahead and tightened it up and uh if you hear that noise again you'll know it's really something and not just your you know they basically inspect every house they're part of they're like no it's a it's a two for a faucet to turn on like that with only when it's it's very unusual like literal lifesavers yeah they 
strangely, hard to come a by. knowledge of plumbing is is a huge win as a paranormal investigator. <laughs> yeah, they didn't go into any issues with the house that might be the the culprit. That's of, what I would look into because it could be like I don't know carbon monoxide. Yeah, gas, we're getting your something. water tested. We're the getting water, the air yeah. quality tested. Like, do you have a fireplace? Is it just like, is there weird things? <laughs> How do you feel in I don't know Montana? Like. If they're all feeling like markedly better when they like go to Denny's, mm-hmm. I'm like, then we need to do something Check here. Yourself. <laughs> like- <laughs> Put that on a shirt and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve meets with a local genealogist. He wants to get some history on the first owners of the house. We've got Ricky King, who speaks faster than any human I've heard. <laughs> um, so I'm going to slow it down and lay out the, the history of the house for us. So the first owner of the house was Andrew Malarkey. He came from Ireland in 1830 when he was 10 years old. And by 1848, he was married. By 1850, he had a kid. They moved into this house specifically in um, 1850. And in 1852, their first child dies of unknown causes, which was apparently very common in this time. But then... They had another child. It also passed. So they had they had five more kids by 1861. They lost six-year-old Mary, two-year-old Alice, and a, another one-year-old child, all due to unknown causes. Damn. There's a lot of children's death, which either is horrible, horrible luck, which does happen in, the, in America in this time, or... Or there's something violent going on with a family member, maybe? Mm, that's fair. Um, I don't know. That is for, like, most of your of children death. to die. That's, like, yeah, kind of a lot. Yeah. The father, Andrew, he was passed out drunk one day. He was awoken by a cop because he was passed out behind, like, the local pharmacy. He stumbled and fell into the local river. And drowned and died at age 43. Damn. And they're all buried in town, the whole family, Ah! in the cemetery behind Stacy and Bernie's home. Oh, my God. This is crazy. (laughs) We're back at Amy, and she's getting the sense of this original Malarkey family. She's seeing a little girl, that there's an accident. They died from this accident. Maybe there was a fall. She's getting that same kind of vibe from the dementia person that she picked up on, that there was an accident and he passed. She's seeing a boy in a girl's grave. She's seeing five other headstones. She's seeing five total headstones, three kids, two parents. So she's kind of picking up on some of the things that we're hearing about in the history. So we're back at Stephen. He did a little more research on the nearby area. Um, In the late 1800s, there was an interesting love triangle that led to murder near the house that they're living in. Mm -hmm. So he meets with Cedar Falls police chief to go over this really old love triangle. He pulled the files on it for him. So we've got Richard George, a 21-year-old living in a boarding house. He's there with... Elmira Stickley, who's 17. She lives with her mother. Richard is in love with Elmira. 
There's another resident in the boarding house, Byron Wright. He's 21 years old, and he's a very handsome, educated school teacher. Elmira was in love with Byron and not Richard. Mm. Byron did not care for Elmira. So what would that be? Like a a love line segment? It's not a triangle. <laughs> Is it not a triangle? He loves her. She loves him. He doesn't love her. Isn't that enough for a triangle? That's just three points. There's three with they have to connect. That's a triangle. But the guy has to be in love with the other guy for this to be a triangle. We don't know. I'm going to suspect. So Richard was angry that she loved Byron and not him. And Elmira was mad that Byron didn't like her. So she convinced Richard to join her in a plot to murder Byron. Um, <sighs> Never get involved with the ex. Mm-mm. So one day, Richard, in 1873, he's sitting in the boarding house eating his lunch. Elmira comes up behind him and shoots him in the back of the head while he's eating. Richard? Oh, Byron. Sorry. <laughs> Byron. Not Richard. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. No, she shoots Byron in the back of the head. He did not die immediately. He tries to flee. And then Richard grabs the gun and shoots him in the cheek, I believe. Mm -hmm. Byron survives. Two years later, his brain was swollen. He was deemed insane. And he died in 1875. No, sweetheart. His I biggest know. crime was not liking Elmira. Yeah. Or <sighs> Richard. Who Elmira is clearly unhinged. She She's unhinged. She belongs in... Um, Wisconsin. She belongs in. She belongs in black in the Black, black River Falls. Falls. She's yeah. just like jilted lover. Like he's got to die. <laughs> Maybe she's close enough. That is not normal behavior. <laughs> no, it's not. So very strangely, Elmira only got one year of reform school for this attempted murder. Her mother was seen as an accomplice. Got nine years in prison. Damn. And Richard, whose father is a very, very wealthy German merchant, a harness maker specifically, mm -hmm. um, he wrote a letter to his dad. His dad came to America, bailed him out, and Richard fled the country and was never heard of again. Damn. So he got away with attempted murder. Oh, Vita saying Richard. Yeah. So a lot of weird stuff going on with these... With these people, and Amy kind of picks up on that. She gets a general sense of an attachment to the location. She senses a really weird relationship with a mother. Um, she senses someone there might have been a rapist and done worse things also. And that there's a lot of problems, especially with accidents. Jesus Christ. Um, we've got one more historical situation that Steve researched from this general location. Near their house, there's a river. It's the same river that um, the father drunkenly died in. Um, in 1921, two college students, Minerva and Marie, were canoeing downstream. The current was really strong. Their boat stalled. They panicked. The boat capsized. They went into the water. Luckily, 
an 18-year-old boy, Philip, was working at a boat launch at that time and saw what was happening. He immediately got in his canoe and went to save those girls. Unfortunately, as they were climbing the side of his boat, the current was way too strong. Philip couldn't break loose. All three of them went over the dam. Minerva survived. The rest of them resurfaced the next day. Oh my god. Um, the city raised some money for the parents of the passed on kids, and they set up a memorial gravesite, which is at the cemetery right behind Stacy and Bernie's house. What a tragic little area. I know. But I guess it's this is just the Midwest. This is just like life. Like. You know, not everybody in a cemetery is going to be there because of, you know, they died they surrounded by, you know, the little women um, on yeah. Christmas, sent off into you the think- night. <laughs> I think this might be what the road trip's like. It's a very sad road trip. Damn, seriously. Amy's finishing her walkthrough. She's getting a lot of vibes about accidents, accidents, accidents. She feels like people that have lived on this land have suffered an unusual amount of accidents over their time of living there. Okay, my favorite part, we're at the sketch. Oh my god, yes. She's talking with the artist. She's concerned mostly with the stalker man Mm -hmm. that she calls him, so she wants to get a drawing of him. She describes him quite artistically as looking like a 3D charcoal sketch. He's got a short neck and larger than average head. He's touching someone in their room. The face was all darkness. You're watching the artist sketch. You're not seeing what she's doing. And all Amy says is, can you give him a thicker neck? So she gives him a thicker neck. Uh, Steve incredibly dramatically gets out the envelope. He opens it in real time. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to send you the picture. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, okay this looks very very unironically from my assessment like it was drawn by someone who hasn't spent more than an hour drawing in their entire life yeah this looks like it was not drawn by an artist at all I'm, see, you thought it was being harsh calling it an adolescent sketch, no. but it's very like a child who just grabbed a crayon for the first time. No, this did is... Did not listen to instructions. This is an adult who has not drawn <laughs> since childhood and is like, uh, I'm gonna give cross-hatching a try. This is absolutely bonkers. And f- number one, the shadow person has like a pronounced belly and seems very short and like a child like the it has like poofy hair sort of looks like daniel radcliffe's Mm -hmm. hair in the fourth harry potter yeah and it's just like leaning and is very small it does not look intimidating in the slightest Mm -hmm. this person yeah there's no maybe a shadow behind him no he's not a shadow person yeah this is i would i would laugh out loud if someone was like is this what's haunting you like i'd be like <laughs> no, that this is <laughs> We wouldn't have this problem no. if this is what was haunting us. No. It'd be like if you saw someone pull out of a driveway and then go like really slow and then jerk around really fast and then try to get their bearings, 
I'm not trying to be a bitch when I'm like, this person doesn't know how to drive. I'm like, no, it seems like this person literally is not comfortable behind the wheel. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at the product. I can tell. (laughs) It's wild. I... The hype they built up to it, and I was like God, getting ready to pause no. it and take a picture, and I was so excited. And then it was honestly with what I wanted. I, I they always make me giggle. This was everything I needed and more. So how did they react to it? Okay, very normally, like it was an like, actual scary oh picture. They're like, "That's it. This is in our house." So now we've got we've got Steve, we got Amy, we've got Stacy, Bernie. And Michaela, everyone but Jacob. Um, and they're kind of going through the research that they got, the experience that Amy had, and they're putting all the pieces together. Um, Amy's explaining her walkthrough. She talks about that first group of people she encountered, the old man, the young boy, and the little girl. The girl who's lonely, she's seeking attention, she's got tantrums when she's angry, and they're somehow associating the moved and missing objects with this little girl having a little temper tantrum trying to prank on the dad um and amy is picking up on the emotions coming from the ghosts that she's seeing and the emotions that the family's experiencing and she's saying that everyone has their own sensitivities and that the ghosts are kind of affecting each of them in their own way because they're picking up on their energy and feeding off of that Um, Like, the mom says she feels like everybody's punching bag. Like, everybody lashes out on her and she gets depressed and feels alone and isolated and in her own hell. So she gets more of the depression and loneliness and sadness than the anger, like other people. Um, She's talking about the tombstones that she saw and all those deaths, which then Steve pieces together with that family, the Malarkeys. Um, you know, the Malakis, they're buried out back. They truly are. Out back, you know that? Then Amy goes on to introduce the idea of it not being a shadow person, as they seem to think it is. She believes it's just a the ghost of a human man who loves to violate living people. <laughs> um, then Michaela brings up those bruises that she got on her legs and Stacy's sobbing about this experience or talking about that it felt sexual in nature and it was really uncomfortable and icky. Um, Stacy did confirm that that drawing was what she sees by her bed. I think she was just being nice. Maybe they had gotten an original, a real artist to do the drawing. And then at the last minute, he was like... You're not going to pay me the second half of the deposit? Fuck you guys. You can't use my image. And then they're like, somebody, somebody, uh, uh, come up with it. Come up with it quick. You can draw. You can draw. You're in, you're in sales. You can draw. And then like the poor like cameraman or something has to like pump out this printer paper image. Then they go on to talk about when Stacy was speaking in another language and he had to shake her awake out of it. He fears that she's been possessed or was possessed. Um, then Amy talks about the serial rapist, the stalker man, thinking it might be linked to the love triangle. And she brings that up because of the Richard man who didn't get convicted at all for attempted murder. Mm-hmm. His He's from Germany and his dad's German and he probably moved to Germany 
to avoid getting charged for this. Mm-hmm. So she's thinking that when she spoke in a foreign language, it might have been German. Mm. And it might have been him. Then they make the connection of this person who's fearing the change into a monster. And she's linking it to their teenage son, Jacob. She's thinking that a lot of the signs seem to be exactly like what she saw in this one ghost. She thinks it's the stalker trying to feed into the self-isolation, trying to make him more like him. And she also thinks that it's targeting and trying to affect Michaela. Um, At one point, she had moved into that basement when she was still living in the house. And that's where she felt that immense, just like, awful energy in the walls and everything. Um... So she's like, it's not great that you're back in this house, Michaela. I don't recommend you come here. Because <laughs> he's got his cords in you. In each of the kids. In each of the family, honestly, but mostly the kids. So she said, okay, what are our next steps? A lot of the damage has already been done. He's got his cords in you. He's affected you as a family. There's going to be things here that you've done that you can never forget. Or probably forgive. But we're going to try and move on to it. She suggests that as a family, they go to a psychotherapist to repair Mm, I agree. And then she wants her team to come help. She's got a, a band of sensitives. Um, and she wants to get them there. <laughs> she wants to help that older man and two children, the dementia man and the young girl and boy, to help move them on. I think they're good spirits that are just kind of trapped in this loop. Then she wants to set a boundary on the property line to keep away any spirits. And then she wants to get those cords cut between Michaela and Jacob and this stalker energy. Mm -hmm. And she didn't use the word exorcism, but she did say that the kids might get sick from all this negative energy that they're going to be expelling from them. So it seems like a kind of exorcism-ish situation. So at least there seems like fairly obtainable final goals. Like they can get rid of it and move on with their life. And she said that she would be the one to help clear it out? Well, two months later, we get our follow-up video. It's uh, just a video that Stacy and Bernie recorded in their home. Um, They've been doing the counseling. It's been working. They've been getting better along as a family. Um, The house activities are worsening. And they said, we are uh, still waiting on Amy's team to come out and help us. Two months and she didn't send anybody. (gasps) Two months. And they sent her a video, a follow-up, very brief, I'm sure, just saying, nothing's changed. And that's it. That's the end of the story. (sighs) Fucking psychics, man. (sighs) And she knows how bad it is. That's the the frustrating part she knows more than anyone how bad this is and she still didn't send her merry band of sensitives (laughs) i'm so frustrated i think this was in 2020 so it might have been around the height of covid and that's why they did like a little brief video catch up i don't know there's no excuse (laughs) it's pretty fucked up i mean if she can't do it just be like, I'm not available for this. I can put you in contact with this person. Yeah, give them some... Yeah. It seems like they were still Ugh. waiting on her. It's so frustrating when someone just won't be realistic about what, they can, what they're can, what they capable of, and then they just end up causing yeah. so much more damage because they just can't... Yeah. Now you've be like, given it a voice. You've told them what's happening. They know. Yeah. So just be like, or do what she usually does, which is 
good luck and goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And keep watching the skies. And then she just is out. Flies off Mary Poppins. Yeah, they usually don't have any. Let's go. So I had great hope for. I was like, oh my god, this is the one time she's saying they can fix this. No. And she's giving them the resources. They don't even have to find a shaman. Nope. 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 No. I bet there's probably like a Quora thread or like a Reddit thread where they're like, Amy Allen came to our house and she broke my soccer tournament trophy and she left <laughs> like muddy footprints on my mom's bedroom and, and she ate all my applesauce she and her like little boyfriend guy or whatever you like he <laughs> took all of our girl scout cookies all of them like we had boxes and boxes in the garage and they're gone so <laughs> we weren't even on it before and now we are we got a ghost from dead files so <laughs> <sighs> It's a fun show. Oh my god, and they they amp up the freaky, desolate, hopeless mm-hmm. <laughs> factor like so hard. It's almost like wow, you really don't want these people to get help, huh? You just yeah. want There's a new show that I'm interested in watching that's called I think it's called like A Ghost Ruined My Life. And Dope. it's on Discovery Plus, <laughs> and you'll probably have access to it. And it's, and I'm just like, I'm not sure I want to hear about how a ghost ruined your life. Like, how terrible that every person we're going to hear from is just going to be like, the quality that I had to enter this show with, like, my prerequisite had to be a ruined <laughs> life. Like, done. Like, oh my god, Baggage. I don't want to hear from you then. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, thank you so much for sharing, Morgan. I loved it. <laughs> Yay, Iowa! <laughs> I can't wait to find out where we go next. <laughs> Who knows? No one the knows. The world is our oyster now that we have... Now that we have... Uh, can... Oh. Ms. <laughs> Indie... We have some states that are... We've got some states. Well, Let's see what states we've got. We've got Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, or Minnesota. Oh my god, it borders so many states. Yeah, who knows what I'm going to pick next. I love it. Places I would never think of before this. Mm. Well, leave some spots for Zach. Because this is is now his territory. (laughs) Truly is. Alright, guys. You guys have a spooky <laughs> night. Filled with restless Amy Adam dreams. Of haunted uh, dead files things. Happy Halloween! You do hit, you do clap, you know what butternut is?